This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. A few days ago at the dinner table, my daughter Ariana asked me, Mommy, can I help you write an episode of your show? I almost said no, but then I thought, well, why not? It'll be fun and a challenge. So the first step was to choose our theme. So I asked my twin girls, what would you like the theme to be? But then I just saw a confused look on their face. I realized that I needed to remind them what the word theme meant. Remember your birthday and you had an under the sea theme and all the activities and the decorations they had to do with the sea? Oh, mommy, but what do you usually write about? Honey, I usually write about communication. Then I like our theme to be love. It took me a second or two to make the connection, but when I did, I was actually very happy and surprised with her choice. You see, for Ariana, communication and love are very closely related. She even refers to our mother-daughter chats as comfort talks, as in, Mommy, can I cuddle up with you? I need a comfort talk. So we had our theme, communication equals love. By the way, I just love that kids seem to intuitively understand such abstract concepts and they make connections so quickly. And wouldn't it be great if we all were able to instantly make a connection between good communication and love? Anyway, you might remember that I previously mentioned in another episode that if you want to make your point stick, it helps to follow a PEP model. Okay, pop quiz. Do you remember what PEP, PEP, stands for? Point, evidence, point. Right. Point, evidence, point. Which means... You need to make your point, then you back it up with some evidence, which is usually an example, and then you reiterate your point. For such an important topic as communication equals love, there's no doubt that we needed a story. We needed a story for our evidence. And the reason why I said that is because stories are richer, they're deeper, and have much more emotional impact than any other form of support. So I asked my girls, When in the past, the recent past, do you remember feeling loved? Can you think of a memorable moment? And of course, they said in unison, Halloween! I chose the word memorable moment on purpose because it's the way that their school teaches them about storytelling. Actually, it's a great way to teach story development. The idea is to think back to memorable moments that are examples of your theme, and then you choose the best one for that particular audience. Once you've selected your specific moment, then you just need to stretch that moment in order to develop it into a story. My kids' teachers suggest choosing a short period of time, five or ten minutes, as the moment. But really, especially for adults, memorable moments can be longer, an hour, a day, or even a year, because in the context of a lifetime, a year could be considered just a moment in time. So how exactly do you stretch a moment into a story? You can do that by vividly describing all the details. First, think about where the moment took place. Then you can use that to set the scene. Think about the actions. What happened? Then what happened? Imagine the moment again in your mind and describe it. Choose descriptive words to paint a very detailed picture so that your listeners can imagine it for themselves. Try to remember the exact dialogue. What did you say? What did the others say? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Your goal is to engage the eyes, the minds, and the hearts of your audience, allowing them to experience and relate to your memorable moment. 
The next step is to verbally share your story. So you tell somebody else because it helps you to tell the story more concisely and it helps you the next time not to get off track. And then also you'll get questions. Usually you'll get questions and those questions can help you decide whether you should add or cut any material from your story. So I asked Ariana, can you share with me your Halloween memorable moment? Mommy, I really like trick-or-treating with Kavya, especially when the boy with no costume said, <laughs> He really scared me, but the best part was when we came home. First, we got to eat the yummy chocolate birthday cake that we made for you. And then we got to cuddle under the fuzzy brown blanket with you. While Daddy told us his special scary Halloween cocoa ball story. Mommy, that made us feel warm on the outside and the inside. So what was your favorite part of Daddy's story, honey? My favorite part of the story was when the little ghost was going around a rock and he screamed very loud. And the fact that we all shared it together. I smiled and thought to myself, storytelling does equal love. When we share our memorable moments, when we share our stories, it allows us to connect in a deeper, richer way. And that can help us not just to connect, but to also get our points across and to be remembered for those points. I told you this story about storytelling with the hope that you would feel more comfortable sharing your own stories. People say to me all the time that they want to include stories in their presentations they want to include stories in their conversations around the dinner table at parties, but they just don't know how to do it. So I'm hoping now you have some sort of basic process here that you can follow. And I'm also hoping that somebody will feel some love because you shared your story with them. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. And as usual, I need to thank my co-authors, Ariana and Daniela Velasquez. If you'd like to practice your storytelling skills, why don't you consider entering the Thanksgiving contest? Learn more details and enter the contest by visiting lisabmarshall.com. The contest ends soon, so enter today. I wanted to say thank you to all the people that have sent me very kind words and also have nominated my show for the podcast awards. I sincerely appreciate it. Finally, did you know that Steven Robbins, host of the Get It Done Guy podcast, he has his new book out. If your life is overworked or you're feeling overwhelmed, pick up a copy of Get It Done Guy's Nine Steps to Work Less and Do More. It's available in paperback and also as an ebook and an audiobook. You can pick it up or download a copy today. Hey, you have that book. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>